Josh Silverberg. Game on! Talking all things sports. It's, it's game on! Yeah, game on! Game on! Right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is a happy Friday to you. I know we are a little bit late. We are going to be excited a little bit, probably around 7.10 tonight, 7.15. So... We will be going that far. Welcome to Game On right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Josh Silverberg. Speedy PD, the producer, he's going to be on with me a little bit later after around 6.40. He'll join me for the rest of the show like Speedy always does. Remember, you can check out our show and other great shows on the WorldWideSportsRadio.com as well as WWSRN app. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. I hope everybody is enjoying it. It is so hot and humid in the 80s. Summer is fast approaching. We're almost, we're pretty much in the middle of May at this point. It's crazy, wild. I love this time of the year when the weather turns. It's not chilly out. I know Errol's the opposite. Hey, listen, some people have their preferences. That's okay. We have a lot to get into. Uh, Speedy and I are going to discuss a little bit of the NFL schedule coming up a little bit later on in the show. The Jets getting a lot of primetime games. So did the Chiefs. The Packers getting more than people thought. All that, uh, we're going to discuss the competition in Major League Baseball and why is it lacking this year. Discuss that a little bit more, and we'll do a little NHL and NBA playoff recap as the NHL playoffs are slowly dwindling at this point, and boy, I'm sure the NHL is not going to be happy with these ratings. When the final four teams come out, we're looking at a possible Florida-Carolina Eastern Conference and a possible... From what I'm seeing so far, uh, it is looking like a Dallas-Vegas Western Conference Finals. So I don't think that's really going to put butts in the seats. But it is what it is. But we begin with our leadoff spot, of course. And then the breaking news that did happen, the sale is official. Dan Snyder has officially sold the Philadelphia 76ers. My background's annoying me, and I put the green screen up, too. It's, like, annoying me. Dan Snyder has officially sold the Washington Commanders to Josh Harris and his group. For those of you that don't know who Josh Harris is, Josh Harris is the – I'm trying to fix this. Josh Harris is the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils right now. So, so far, he started seeing success with the Devils this year. Got to the second round of the playoffs. Lost to Carolina four games to one. So they're out. And, and, and don't forget as well, the Philadelphia 76ers who had a chance to win the series against the Boston Celtics, which Speedy and I will discuss a little bit later on in the show and said they lost 
game six yesterday. So that series is heading back to Boston. I say good luck to Philadelphia on that front. I don't think that that's going to work out very well for them going forward. We shall see what it is, but here's the deal. Dan Snyder being out, we know this. Dan Snyder is literally a cockroach to the NFL. He's somebody that with the allegations against him, with harassment and all that in the office, from giving out the worst contracts, a la Albert Hainsworth, who got the money and just dogged it after that, to the uh, to FedEx Field getting basically water, nasty sewer water spilled on fans during games this past season. Their stadium is absolutely disgusting. It's gross. It's nasty. It's vile. The NFL is king. Yet, for some reason, in Washington, they have so many empty seats. That should not be happening. Now, look, this is going to take some time for the commanders to be able to figure out where they want to go with this team. We know Josh Harris clearly preaches patience, a la trust the process in Philly, a la New Jersey, just started to get good again this past season to the second round. So they're going to, as they say, trust the process. That's what the Washington fans have to do. But you rid yourselves of a vile owner in Dan Snyder, who every single owner in the league could not stand. What he did between all the allegations and the lawsuits against him to the way the stadium is treated, to the way he runs the organization, is an absolute joke. It's not right. But if you're a Washington Commander fan, rejoice. Uh, You have your team back. Now look. What is this going to do for the future? Like I said, it's going to take time. They need a quarterback. Obviously, Sam Howell is going to do that this year. But again, the problem is with Washington, they're going to see what happens in the process system. So good on them. Congratulations, Washington fans. You actually have an owner, and I could take part in this. You know, when the Mets had the Wilpons, so the, the team to Steve Cohen, it was like a relief in a way because the fan of the team that wants to try to help, well, obviously the Mets suck this year. Uh, baseball's been garbage in New York so far um, and everything like that. But it, it, it's a nice feeling to have that. So congratulations to you, Washington Commanders fans. Uh, WWE did amazing in Puerto Rico for Backlash this past week. They did unbelievable. The Puerto Rican crowd was fantastic. They really were. They were awesome throughout the entire show from Friday to Saturday, they really did grow up well. Bad Bunny put on an excellent performance. One that he did just as good this performance as he did in his first one. And you know how they usually have celebrities do come, join in in matches, get all of that figured out. You know, Pat McAfee has done it. Floyd Mayweather, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, I, 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 I could go on and on for celebrities that have been a part of these matches, but Boy, Bad Bunny really did an unbelievably great job with Damian Priest. Kudos to the two of them, both Bad Bunny being from Puerto Rico, Damian Priest, Puerto Rican background, um, really did an unbelievable job at performing. The crowd was off the charts between that. And then AEW, for their show at Wembley Stadium, which could hold about 100,000 people, has already sold over 74,000 tickets. So WWE killing it in Puerto Rico. AEW doing a great job in London, so that's fantastic news on those parts as well. A little bit of a brief discussion on the NBA and the NHL playoffs. We'll discuss the NHL first. I heard what Snug said two weeks ago. 
you said Josh is going to come on the air and he's going to be insufferable because he's going to say he was right. But I'm not going to do that. One, it's old. But two, I don't have to. The results speak for itself. And Gerard Gallant is out as New York Rangers head coach. We know that. He deserved it. Here is the reality of it with Gerard Gallant. I think it goes 60% players at a 20-20% split of Gallant and Chris Drury putting being blamed for how the season ended against the Devils. Because you saw Carolina whoop the Devils, which makes it worse. It's no secret that Gerard Gallant has only been in a spot for, what, two years, three years max, a la Florida, going after the playoffs, Vegas, going after the Stanley Cup run, Rangers, going after the conference final run. It's it's no secret that this is somebody that doesn't have a long, long stretch with his, with teams. If you're the New York Rangers, you need to put somebody at the helm that – one the commands respect in the in the locker room. A Peter Laviolette comes to mind in regards to winning Stanley Cups, being two Stanley Cups with three different organizations um, in Carolina, and in excuse me, two different ones. Uh, no, three. He went to, in, with three different organizations. He took Carolina to win one, Philly went to Philly, and went to one with Nashville. So, Peter Laviolette is somebody I think that would command respect. Uh, I'm hearing, obviously, the game I really love is Mike Sullivan. They're going to hire a new president and GM Pittsburgh, so we'll see if Sullivan is let go, if he stayed on. Uh, that would be the the keen target. And under the rare tar- target for me would be Chris Knobloch, who Chris Drury hired in Hartford and is having an unbelievably great run right now with the Hartford Wolfpack as they're in the conference finals right now down in the minors. I think that is somebody that they should look at. Stay away from Mike Babcock. Thank God they're not going after Joe Quinvo. And I said this. If they went after Joe Quinvo and they hired him, I, I would not be able to root for the Rangers until Quinvo was let go. I wouldn't be able to. And thankfully they're not doing it. So Rangers have a lot of issues. Uh, but it, it's starting to look like we're going to get Carolina, Florida. We'll see if Toronto comes back. They won the other night when Florida had a chance to sweep. Uh, the fourth game is always tough. This one to win, I find. We'll see what happens. I still expect Florida to win. Boston being eliminated was a shocker. Uh, did not expect that at all. Uh, I, As Jeff said, it was a participation tournament. Well, the Florida Panthers won that participation tournament because they eliminated the, the Bruins in the first round. And 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 the President's Trophy curse continues. This, uh, that's what happens with that. And then the Western Conference, you saw it's uh, Seattle, a second-year team, defeating the defending Stanley Cup champions. Of course, they don't have Gabriel Landeskog, who's going to miss next year as well, Colorado. They were shelled themselves. Alexander Georgiev is not Darcy Kemper. We, we, we know this. So right now, for me, the NHL playoffs has been very eh, to say the least. Uh, you know, and like I said, it just you're not going to draw anything if you have Florida and Carolina in the conference finals. Like, that's the thing. Like, those are two, like, I, like, Hurricane fans are probably awesome, right? They're probably great. But it's not like an original six franchise, or it's not a team that's in Canada, or it's anything like that. That's the reality of it. Now, Carolina probably has great fans, but even like Tampa's fans have grown because of all the winning they've done. So, you know, we'll see where it goes with the NHL playoffs right now. As far as the NBA playoffs, you got game six tonight, Knicks Heat, 
Uh, I expect the Heat to win tonight. I don't think the Knicks are going to win. The Knicks had their opportunity in game one when they had a big lead. They lost it. They lost the game. Game two, they came back and won. Game three, they got blown out. Game four, they lost. Game five, they win. You hope this isn't like a 2013 replay uh, against Indiana where the Knicks lost four games to two. Um, you, you know, you're hoping that's not the case, but when Julius Randle comes out and says that maybe they just want it more than us, first off, you're insulting your teammates, and maybe somebody should look in the mirror at themselves and say, hmm, maybe it's not my teammates, maybe it's me, because I've seen your defense at times in the series, that's been atrocious and putrid. Now, look, Miami doesn't miss any shots either, and I do want to throw this out there. Boy, Bam Adebayo has slowly become one of those dirty, dirty, dirty players. Really has become one of those dirty players. He hurt Jalen Brunson in the series. He hurt Emmanuel Quickly in the series. He hurt Quentin Grimes in the series. He's done illegal screens or he stepped on Brunson's ankle in the series. And it's constantly not gotten called. I'm not complaining about the refs or blah, 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 or anything like that. I'm not going to make excuses for it. The Knicks, trust me, with the way Miami has shot the ball, the Knicks have not deserved to win the series right now. But maybe they change it tonight. But the way they're going to win tonight is if Jalen Brunson shows out. And he has his supporting cast with it. I'm talking Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. You guys got to show up tonight. Mitch Robinson got to out-rebound Bam, who's cl- just clobbered you in the series. It's like watching Roy Hibber and Tyson Chandler again. As well as the rest of the playoffs, Philadelphia, massive meltdown in game six at home. Had a chance to clinch that series to go to the conference finals. And said James Harden went back to his old James Harden ways. Lost that one. Disaster going back to Boston. I think Boston's going to win that series now. As far as the Western Conference goes, Phoenix, Paul, Aiden, Hurt, no excuse. Doesn't matter. You get blown out for the second year in a row to get eliminated in the, in the playoffs. Don't even get to the conference finals. The Kevin Durant trade, trade has not worked out for them. They trade a lot, and it has not worked out for them. And I expect the Lakers to close out Golden State tonight. I do think that's what is going to happen. So you're going to get Nuggets. Lakers, which is Jokic Davis, which would be phenomenal. And then you're going to get, I'm going to say Celtics Heat. And then my final prediction is going to be, boy, let me tell you, man. I'm going to go with Denver and Boston. That's what I'm going to go with for the finals. I think that's what it's going to be. And then the last thing is the way baseball has been so far this year. You're seeing a lot of teams this year. Go look at the NL Central. Go look at the NL West. Literally, the only team in the National League that has really stood out so far this year is really the Atlanta Braves. You want to give the Dodgers a little bit of a nod? Fine. But then the American League, it's the AL East has been fine. The The Rays are great. The Orioles are doing really well. And then it's like the rest of the, 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 rest of the American League is putrid. It's not great. Like, it's really not great. The competition level is so off this year. And that's what we complain about, right? So to me, I think that is something that has to get fixed in a certain way where, I don't know, owners need to spend a little bit more money or need to figure this out with like competition level because it's just not there. Go look at the NL Central and the AL Central. It's horrible. Horrible. So I'll get to that a little bit more with Speedy. When we come back, Speedy is going to join for the rest of the show. We're going to get to discussions about the NBA NHL playoffs. We'll do a little conversation on his thoughts on the Rangers are. We know he loves his Rangers. We'll do a little bit of baseball conversation, NFL scheduling. We'll start with that when we come back with the schedule. 
And then we will get into our buzzer beer. That's all coming up right back here on Game On. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Game on! Game on! We're, we're back. back. Shoot the score! You're listening to Game On with Josh Silverberg. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of Game On right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And I am now going to be joined by my friend, my buddy, my producer, who does an amazing, excellent job. That is the great and powerful Speedy Petey. What's up, man? Thank you. Thank you for my uh, intro for that amazing, wonderful job. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, listen, you always do a great job. Well, first off, for those that don't know, uh, Speedy had a very tough week. He he did lose his, his grandfather this week. And, mm. um, you know, I, I wanted to send my heartfelt condolences to you, Speedy. Thank you so much. Uh, to you and your family mm. uh, and, you and everything much. like that during these tough times. If you need anything, you know where I am. You know where I'm located. You can always call me. And I'm actually going to see you tomorrow at, at – uh, Harold's party tomorrow night, so uh, I'll be making a what did what did I call it? A appearance, a cameo, a cameo. Hi, it's a, like a high and a buy. You're gonna enter some secret passage in wherever the party's located. No, 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 no. We call that the Irish exit, Speedy. That's the oh, secret. I, can't, yeah. I cannot tell you where that is. That's, that's right. how I'm gonna get. That's how I'm gonna get out. I, I've heard that term. <laughs> I have not heard that term in a while. Yes, that is. Well, Errol says I'm the king of that with the Irish exits because I always come and I leave. You, you sur- know, <laughs> you, you, you surpassed Mikey C. He used to be the person in that role. Hey, listen, I'll, listen. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to. I'm sure I'll talk to Eric Martini about the Jets. I'm sure I'll talk to. Uh, I, I know uh, Ashley's going to be there. The Sarge is oh, going to be yeah. there. <laughs> so he's going to talk about the Vancouver story. <laughs> oh boy. So I'll bring that up, but. Man, listen, there's a lot to get into. We didn't have the show last week, but we have a lot to discuss. Let's get into it. Before we get to all the topics, we have to talk about your your number one team, your go-to team, your beloved New York Rangers. Um, early exit. I'm not going to say what I want to say because, you know, Snug decided to, you know, the other night kind of ruined that, but she's probably not even in the feed. What were your thoughts on that, and who do you think the next head coach should be? Well, again, I was kind of mixed on Galan because I don't think he got all the blame, but I don't think he made enough adjustments in some of the middle series. And especially when the Rangers they knew they had certain deficiencies, I think more conceptually than talent-wise, I think face-offs are one of the big ones, and I think defense on certain wings were the other one, not necessarily with the defensemen themselves, but more with the forwards. So I think knowing that, he had to do extra things to prepare, and I, I think there were certain instances he didn't, but I think a lot of it is still more on the players. So it, it, it's more of who they actually hire. If they fire Gallant and just try to go after a coach that has had past experience just based on his resume, I don't know if it'll work. I like your idea a lot of Mike Sullivan. Like, I think Mike Sullivan is a good guy to help young players because if you want the Rangers to get anything out of this potential with the number one and number two picks with Kako and Lafreniere, that's a perfect guy to do it. And Heedle, who had a good year this year but still wasn't great in the playoffs, could uh, that could get another level out of him as well. So I think he's the perfect guy. I would not mind Peter Laviolette either if because uh, I think he got wrongfully fired by the Capitals, a team that's aging and really needs to start rebuilding. So those would be my two guys. But what about 
did you like my idea of Chris of Chris Knobloch? I don't I don't I don't hate it. I think I that's, mean, he's killing it right now too in Hartford. They're in the conference finals right now in Hartford. He works with young players. We'll see. I, I don't know how much he has his experience coaching with these current guys. I don't on think roster. you have to do the full experience thing. I, I, I think people need to sometimes go outside the box with hires. I think you can I'm not going arrow's limit of Mark Messier here. We're not doing that. Okay, I'm not playing this game. That was the Beavs originally first. but <laughs> The Beavs also said that game one, if you win game one, you win the series. They, the the Beavs said that like four years ago. <laughs> before, like even when he Quinn said, was on the house. He said to me on the phone, he's like, they have to win game one. Well, they won game one and they lost the series. And then they lost game one last year to Pittsburgh and Carolina and they won the series and they won game one against Tampa and they lost. So yeah, game, game one's too. too too tough to judge. I think that's only a 57% no, success silly. rate. It's like game so three silly. is usually the more indicative one of that. Yes, like up I, two to I, one and, or three out, and obviously. And I, I like the idea of, of Chris Nava because Nabok has had NHL experience on the interim level as well as being an assistant coach with Philadelphia for a little bit of time that I think that clearly he does get something out of young players. He's doing it in Hartford right now. I mean, you're, you're, you're clearly seeing it. You're seeing the development. This was a Hartford team that wasn't supposed to do anything this year, and now they're in the conference finals. And it's wild that they're doing this and they're doing it on a certain level that I don't – I mean, look at what Kyle did. They hired – Jared Bednar. Who was, by the way, not a big-name guy. No. He was not. They won a Stanley Cup. Uh, John Cooper, not a big-name guy. Won a couple Stanley Cups. Mike Sullivan was never a coach. To me, I look at it in a perspective of I don't necessarily think you need to. Now, look, I think the list should just be Sullivan, Laviolette, or Knobloch. Those are the three. You don't don't. If Toronto fires Sheldon Keith, I don't want Sheldon. I don't Keith. either. If, if, if Mike Babcock, I don't want Mike Babcock. You're going. I feel like you're going. You're going backwards mm. at that point. I just feel like you're not. I mean, Babcock was also accused of bullying players. You think that's really going to go over? Oh, yeah, well? that's think, right, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, you really think Artemi Panarin's going to listen to Mike Babcock and he's going to bully him? I mean, Panarin's going to do whatever he wants. Like, that's just the reality of it. Since Babcock got fired, Toronto hired Sheldon Keefe to replace him. They got to the second round of the, of the playoffs this year. You know what I mean? So it's – now, look, the problem with Keefe is he doesn't get the most out of his star players. That's the problem with the Rangers. They don't get the most out of their star players. You don't need to hire the sexy name because the name is there. Like mm-hmm. Mike Sullivan, is he a sexy name? Of course, but Sullivan does well with young players and he does well with veterans. He meshes with both. Like, say that Peter Laviolette, he's been a Stanley Cup for three different organizations because he meshes well with young talent, but he also does very well with veterans. It's not right. his fault. Washington was in a very crappy situation where I feel like Washington's been needing to be re- rebuilt for the last two or three years. Like they should have gotten rid of Carlson last year. They're never going to get rid of Ovechkin. That's just the reality. But they're right. not going to like like Kuznetsov. They could get rid of Backstrom. You could you like they should be rebuilding this team at this point. You know. So to me, I think that that is something that needs to be, you know, talked more into with, with that. I think those are the three names you need to look at. I'm impressed with what Knobloch has done down in, in Hartford. Again, John Cooper, uh, the Colorado head coach, even the Edmonton head coach. Um, Woodcroft. Another one. Another one. No-name guy. So you got to understand that, you know, Rob Brindamore, before Rob Brindamore was – he was not a big-name coach. He was just a player. Yeah, it's it's just the the reality of the situation of where we are at now. I mean, Rob Brindamore just whooped Lindy Ruff. 
in the second round. Yeah. So it's you know that's that's where I'm at with that. The NHL playoffs to me has been blah at this point because I'm not ready to sit down and watch a Carolina Hurricanes Florida Panthers conference finals. That's not going to. Put oh, you, you don't love seeds. the you don't love the great battle of Brendan Smith versus Mark Stahl. No, I mean look at uh, well no Brendan Smith's on Jersey. He wouldn't even be in the he's he's on the Devils. Remember Brendan Smith? Oh, he's on, he's on the oh, Devils. You're right, no, you're right. You don't want to watch yeah, the battle of so Derek. Derek, get that. Derek. You don't want to watch the battle of Derek Stefan and Mark Stahl. No, I'm, I'll pass on that. I would like the Rangers to maybe try to bring Jasper Foss back. I would too. Yeah. I, I mean, and by the way, that was a Jeff Gordon decision not to bring him back. That was what that was. Um, let's get into a little bit of the of, of the basketball. Uh, no, we said we were going to do the NFL schedule. I know you you like this time. What surprised you? about the NFL schedule so far, because I think the thing that surprised me the most was, uh, oh, God, Snug is in the feed now. Help uh-huh. Somebody help us. Oh, there he, <laughs> he already missed it. He already missed it. We talked about it. He missed it. He, he wanted to He wanted to either wait for uh, he Kenny. He wanted to wait for maybe your he father to comment or uh, he missed it. Lyle, my, somebody, no, that, somebody that's my father. Already, my father already sent me a text that said, stop talking hockey. <laughs> oh, still so, getting uh withdrawals. Well, it's, I say. It's Bruins, uh, he don't give a damn no more. But uh, I mean, I guess the Bruins make the uh, the Rangers losing not uh, seem as bad across the national landscape. Well, listen, the Angel wants the Rangers, and they're going to get Hurricanes, Panthers instead. So that's not really lighting oh, up. Believe the, me, that's the, the, uh, the ratings review. I mean, the Vegas, Seattle, like Carolina, Florida is the Gary Bettman dream of Southern expansion and Western expansion. <laughs> This is just crazy. I mean, God, can Edmonton please just win the series so we can stop? No, Gary Bettman will never let that happen. No, but but again, the Canadian the pressure might never let that happen either. No, what are your thoughts on the NFL schedule so far? What surprised you the most when you heard of the games? Because the truth of the matter is, Speedy, like especially if you're like a Jet fan like myself, you're not used to the six primetime games. Like this is. It's weird. What surprised you the most about the schedule and how everything was with the landscape of it? Yeah, I think the, the amount of primetime games definitely for a lot of these newer teams. Detroit's had a good amount of them already. I think they got five, and they're looking to be another one of those teams on the rise. And even the NFC East didn't get their usual dose of it, too, but even some of the teams in the NFC West and the NFC South getting a little more than I expected. Now, Seattle was the one that I'm surprised only got less. They only got three comparatively, but uh, the Rams still got a lot for you know, their L.A. brand name for whatever reason. But even so, like even a team like the Raiders that aren't a great team on paper. So yeah, let me ask you, why is why do the Jets and Raiders play on Sunday night? Yeah. Like, what is the what is the point of that Sunday night game? I don't know. It's the uh, battle of the Aaron Rodgers actual team versus the runner up. I, I, don't know. I mean, it's just it's such a, it's a, it's a, it's such a silly it's a silly thing, you know. Like, all right, Aaron Rodgers versus Devontae Adams. I guess the hype it does. I don't know. I mean, look, Jets Bills. I understand nine eleven. Yeah, of course. September eleventh, division rival. I understand it. That's fair. Jets Chiefs. They were created with Jets Dolphins. For Black Friday, which I'm going to try to go to that game with my brother because, you know, my brother's a massive Dolphins fan. What else are the, are the Jets playing on Vegas? They're playing big, the Chargers. The Chargers one is interesting. I can understand that with Herbert and Rodgers and everything. But then the other games are at, like, 430. And, like, the Eagles game is at 425 against them. It's like, I just like my 1 o'clock games. Well, All right, my day, my day's done. It's over. It's that's done. the combination that's of having. Could go out. That's the combination of also playing the AFC West too, because. And it, by the way, I know Arrow was harping on this about the way the Jets get unfairly treated with the scheduling. 
Out of the four AFC East teams, the Jets got the easiest one out of all of them. I believe the Dolphins were. I have it right here. I'm going to pull it. Well, the raw strength is scheduled. They're going to be yeah percentage points underneath slightly because I think the Dolphins were tied with the Giants for third or something like that. So hardest scheduled overall by Pro Football Focus. I know Philly was one. Number no on Pro Football. Oh, okay. Pro Football. Pro Football number one was the Patriots. Okay. Number two was the Dolphins. That's two AFC teams right there. Three Chargers, four Bills, five Giants, six Raiders, seven Commanders, eight Vikings, nine Jets, ten Chiefs. Hmm. So to me, interesting. I I don't. Ninth is not even that bad. It's not. Yeah. Again, it's comparing the division records. No, but it's it's really look look. All right, look at what the Jets get this year. Hold on a second. This is what the Jets get. They get essentially another home game because they're playing the Giants and they're the road team. Right. So that's, that's a tr- and they have a bye week before, so they don't have to travel for two weeks. Oh, and I think right before the bye, they have a home game. So that's three weeks of no travel. Yeah, they got the Eagles. Right they got the Eagles. They got the Eagles. That's yep. three weeks of no travel. They're also the only AFC East team that doesn't have to go to London this year. All the other teams, the Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins all have to go to London. I think the Bills uh, get it like the second end of uh, the two Jags games that are in London in a row. So Jacksonville get, could year. get to stay there. Yeah. Comparatively. So it's, it, to me, I, like, and the, the truth of the matter is this. The NFL is a very tough league. The Jets are in the AFC. That's the reality of it. I mean, honestly, when you look at it, that's the reality of the AFC right now, right? Like, this is what you're going to get if, if you're the Jets. And if you're the Jets, here's the thing. You, you – this is something I think Jeff fans could have worried about last year or two years ago. But if they run that defense back to a top-five defense and Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, then the Jets should be fine. It, this should not be an issue. You know what I mean? Like, it should not be an issue. The Jets beat the Bills last year with Zach Wilson. Okay? And honestly, I think the Bills are regressing. If you want my honest opinion, say this right now. The Jets and the Dolphins are a better team than the Buffalo Bills. What I think right now. The Bills have lost a lot. They lost Tremaine Edmonds. I understand. They did not improve their offensive line. They did not get a number two receiver for Stephon Diggs. They don't have a running back. Where and it, and I understand Bills fans wanted Leslie Frazier to go. That defense still finished top five every year under Leslie Frazier. So I ask you this: Where did the Bills improve? In terms of the Bills, I think they're still pretty good in most areas, though. I, no, I, they're not a bad team. Yeah, I just don't I, think they're as talented as the Jets and the Dolphins are. No, I, I think the Bills are going to rely on more stability than it is, because the, the Dolphins have a lot of new faces all there at once, too, and the Jets, again, they've pretty much their whole offense, besides the guys that, uh, the rookies that were on their team last year and the tight ends are, are pretty new all at once, too. So. No, they're not. It's, the wide receivers are all the same, except for the well, yeah, Lazard and, and Hardman. It's literally Lazard, Hardman, and Rogers. Still, the running backs are the same. The offensive line is still the same. The tight ends are still the same. The wide receivers are essentially still the same, except for two of them. 
Their defense is essential. Their defense is the same minus improving it with McDonald and Clark mm-hmm. at safety and I think he's going to be used as a linebacker. He's going to have to be because they don't. He's yeah. not really a great coverage. Well, that's guy. why they got him. That's yeah. why they got him. Right. That's what he was in Iowa State before they moved him to DN. And again, what was he announced as in the draft? He was announced as a linebacker. Yeah. So they're going to use him in the Brent Burns type of role where he's going to play outside edge and try to get off the line of scrimmage fast because of his reach and his speed. And it's interesting but, you mentioned coverage because I'm, curi- I'm curious if they – He's very fast. Uh, right. He's very fast as it is. Um, one of the things that I think he still has to develop more of is his actual raw pass rush moves. But I'm curious to see this too. If, would the Jets consider using him in some roles like you saw Miami do with somebody like Jerome Baker or Tennessee do with somebody like David Long or the Vikings would do with somebody like Anthony Barr in the beginning of his career with what with Mike Zimmer did. A lot, of, a lot of people have said that he's going to be used like Anthony Barr. Which like is interesting to be think because, because yeah. again, sometimes with a pass rusher, those coverage traits are going to have to be developed, especially man coverage, which is something yeah, I think the I Jets mean, that's, really yeah, lacked I mean, last it, season. Of course. And, that's, and, and the thing of it is, too, is this. The Jets can only do so much. All right, so mine is Zach Wilson. Two of the last three drafts, Joe Douglas has done very well. He got Elijah Vera Tucker, right? Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, uh, I, you know, Jermaine Johnson will improve this year. You can only pay so many first-round picks to yep. the point of, all right, that's why they were willing to, I think, sacrifice the first-round pick. Right. And I, and I also think Rodgers gave them the okay. Hmm. He was playing more than a year. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done this. Yeah, I think they were – That's why – that's what it was. Right. I mean, I'm hearing Rodgers could play three years, which is – Possible based on durability, yes. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. He's having a time of his life. They interviewed Randall Cobb at the Kentucky Derby last week, and Cobb said this is the happiest I've seen him in six years. And he's showing up to OTAs. And everything like that. And he's doing what he's supposed to do. And it's just so funny because people say, oh, my God, the Jets are just signing. They're signing Randall Cobb and they're signing Billy Tucker. This is ridiculous. Why are they signing these guys? This is what are they going to do? Well, they brought Tucker in because Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett offensive scheme could be complicated in the sense that there's a lot of audibles on the line of scrimmage. And there's a, it's a lot of schematic ways right. where Tucker is now going to go in there and help these offensive linemen build their the chemistry whereas Randall Cobb is there to help these wide receivers out oh my god Jeff's in the stream this is crazy yeah we got a, a lot of snug comments now no I love it it's fantastic uh, no I don't think you're I don't think your cat or dad made an appearance tonight at least no, not yet my dad just complained about hockey being <laughs> annoying and stuff like that he said let's get into other things stuff like that but look I, I, to me I think the NFL scheduling was different First off, I don't think having the ninth toughest schedule is all that outlandish. I don't. It is what it is. Like, well, yeah. And honestly, the Jets got all their tough games. They got the Chiefs at home, the Eagles at home, the Chargers at home. Mm-hmm. They get a free home. I mean, the Chargers would essentially Giants. be a home game on the road anyway. But yeah, okay. <laughs> they, get a, they get a free home game with the Giants. They don't have to go to London like the other AFC East teams do. They don't have to do that. That's the thing. So I think Errol was wrong on that sense of the Jets are getting hosed on the scheduling and everything like that. I mean, the Patriots got the number one toughest schedule in the league, so everything like that. But, Speedy, we'll get into a little bit of the basketball. The Boston Celtics, 
beat the Philadelphia 76ers last night. The Philadelphia 76ers choke, just like the New Jersey Devils got hosed in this series against the Carolina Hurricanes, and now the Washington Commanders are going to feel the vibe of Josh Harris running the team. Oh, remember, so they're going to feel the vibe of losing in the second round of the playoffs. Okay. Well, you know, you got to trust the process, dude. You remember this. You got to trust the oh, Sam Howell trust, is going to save the commanders. Trust, trust the, the process. process of uh, getting eliminated in the second round of the playoffs. Is that where we're going to go? And, well, man, I mean, the you. commanders already have the uh, 76ers ways of getting everybody hurt. You're the Philadelphia 76ers. You can't lose that game last night. And especially with Tatum shooting miserably throughout the whole game. But, of course, Jason Tatum, one of the best players in the league, comes up clutch like he always does. I, I mean, the 76ers are not winning tomorrow night. They're not beating Boston in Boston. They screwed. They had it. They had it. They they had home court, game six, momentum on their side. They had just beaten Boston in Boston. I don't care that Philly's already gone to Boston. They're not beating Boston in game seven. I'd like to see James Harden perform in the game seven. I'd like to see that first. Yeah, that would be uh, asking a lot out of somebody that doesn't normally do that. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen. That's a fact. We know that. And the Boston Celtics, I think, are going to win this series. I think the Sixers just – they choked it yesterday. James Harden, (laughs) who's had a pretty good series. I mean, he's had two big games. But beyond that – Hey, let me lay a dud when I need you the most, like he always does. Mm -hmm. That's why he's James Harden. By the way – there is a guy that cannot wait for the offseason any more than that guy. That guy cannot wait for the offseason to happen, James Harden. He's probably so happy that this is happening. He's probably like, great. He's like, you ever see this? It's like the South Park episode when they play Little League Baseball, and everybody tries to lose on purpose because they don't want to play baseball throughout the summer. Oh, so, so they they're, don't want, so they're, they're pulling off the Dallas Mavericks of tanking. Yeah, so that's exactly – so basically all the players – they're like the teams are arguing with each other. Like, don't swing at this pitch. Or throw a ball. He'll, he's not going to swing. Like, they're trying to all lose on purpose because they don't want to play baseball during the summer. That's James Harden. <laughs> he doesn't want to play anymore, dude. This is what he does. He just throws the towel in. It's great. Oh, you're saying you he know, didn't graduate from like the Ben that. Simmons School of Shooting? Oh, please. Oh, please. Everything like that. Sonic, it hasn't been an old Jet episode, please. We talked about the Jets for, like, three minutes. Give me a break. <laughs> My guy. Okay. But I'm giving love to your Boston Celtics anyway right now, so you should be thrilled. I mean, Slug uh, is kind of split with the Celtics, the Kings, and the Warriors, so. Well, the, the but, but he will still probably come at greatness and green at some point. I mean, here he said that. I think here he did say that, didn't he? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, yes, he yeah, did. Think, no, you're right. He did. Yes, he did. Yeah, he said it a while ago. And he also said the New York Packers. Yeah, that's fine. You know, they only have, like, three players on our team from the Packers other than Rodgers. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's not only. But I think that series is done. I think the Lakers win tonight, too. They close out the Warriors. They have to. They have to. Yeah, either way, like the the, the Lakers, they're going to have to manufacture something, even if Anthony Davis – it seems like he's going to play, but, I mean, how good is he going to be? I think Miami and, and, and the Lakers win tonight, but if the Knicks and the Warriors win tonight, those two teams are not winning game seven. They're not. They, they, you, you have – this is like with Philly. You're a home court game six – you have to win this game. You can't go back to that Stevens Road Stadium game seven. Now, we've seen crazy things. Look, 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 look. The Kings 
look, the Warriors did a game seven against the Kings. Right. But I think that also had a lot to do with experience, mm-hmm. per se. I think that that had a big factor in why the Kings lost that series was. And also, De'Aaron Fox got hurt. That didn't help things. I also wouldn't rule out Jimmy Butler, though, in a game seven, though. So. No, listen, 100%. I agree with you, but it's also... We've also seen... Listen, playoff Jimmy's unbelievable. I'm going to give Jalen Brunson his flowers. Sure. Okay, because the guy who carried a team by himself to the conference finals last year. Played 48 minutes the other night. Carried the team to victory in game five. This is something we have to put a little respect in the name of Jalen Brunson. Now, I think Miami's going to win. I think the Lakers are going to win. To me, the, the reality of the situation is this. The Miami, does, you know, you, you can't just lose this game and say, all right, let's flip the switch. Game seven. Here we go. We're going on the road. That's not how it works. Your team, because what happens is if you got to a game seven in these two series, then that means that team has lost two straight games. Like, that's just the reality of it. And I agree with Snug 100%. That's the problem with Tibbs. He's gonna, he is going to run Brunson into the ground. That's what he's going to do. But the thing of it is, the Nick Lewis night, he's all offseason to worry about it. Yeah. And everything like that. So he's, if Tibbs he's got is all the still there. Needs, it doesn't matter. If Tibbs is so, even still there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm thinking Nick Nurse could be the next head coach for them, um, which I would not mind at all. I wouldn't mind that, no. Nope. I think that would be the better option. My first opinion, I think he also relates better with younger players um, and everything of that nature. So really quick before we go, Speedy, what are your thoughts on Major League Baseball and the way the competition level is this year? Because I really feel like it's very off because when you look at the divisions minus the AL East, the divisions everywhere are lacking. Yeah, there's going to be some underperforming teams at this point of the year. It's um, Hold on a second. Snug, by the way, Tibbs is not a butcher. He's the penguin from Batman. (laughs) Yes. That was a good analogy, but yeah, I think I think at this point in the year, you're always going to get some month and a half in overperformers and underperformers as it is. The underperforming the whole division of the AL Central in itself is kind of surprising because you, you're right. I was thinking one of the White Sox. I had the White Sox. You had the Guardians at the start of the year winning the division, but the fact that both of them are struggling is very surprising because I think they still have a good amount of talent. Cleveland got better, continuing to get better offensively. It seemed like, but not showing on paper. Yeah, they've had some injuries, but still. Very weird that like that whole division is struggling, I guess. And National League has some randomly underperforming teams too, like the Padres have started slow, the Mets, the Cardinals. Like there's certain teams that have done it. So there's always going to be that. I think it'll level out eventually. I wouldn't be too drastically like saying, okay, it's not competitive. Like it's going to level out where it's going to get more throughout the season, especially in the National League too, because you're getting some new blood too. Because the National League always thought of as top heavy for a while and. Now you're getting teams like the Pirates that have young talent, the Diamondbacks that have young talent that are starting to play well. The the Brewers, I guess, are staying afloat for Cubs. now. Yeah, the Cubs. Yeah, like there's gonna be there's gonna be some of those teams. Orioles. Right. Well, I'm talking about the National League specifically. Like they like oh. like the National League. I think has some new blood where like it was always like Dodgers, Braves, and like one other like team that was always consistently good for a while. It was the Nationals for a while. Now it's kind of switched to the Padres and the Mets now, but like still, even so, there was always that third team, but it was kind of predictable to an extent until you got to the playoffs. Then it got a little more predictable, whereas the American League always had some good depth throughout. Like you're saying, the AL East was always, they always consistently have two, three playoff teams a lot of the time. So I think it'll level out eventually to an extent, but I wouldn't rule out a lot of those young teams. I like Arizona a lot, and 
Um, some of those NL Central teams could definitely make some noise if that division really stays not great, I guess. It's the best way to put it. So I wouldn't okay. worry about it too much. All right. Well, let's get to our buzzer beater right now. Really quick. Go for it, Speedy. And my buzzer beater this evening is Speedy for you. For all the hard work that you do, with everything that's going on with you this past week, the fact that you're still showing up, doing all the shows, doing all the work you need to do, and everything like that. Very appreciative throughout all of us here. And if nobody does appreciate it, then shame on them. But I know I certainly appreciate it. I know Errol does. I know the fans do. You work your ass off night and day to get things done for this network. And I always tell you, you are, yeah. you are the network. You know, everything like that. So I want to give my shout out buzzer beater to you, Thank you and everything like that. So you earned it, and I will see you tomorrow, pal. Yes. Um, when I make my cameo, uh, <laughs> be there for fifteen minutes. Your cameo okay. and uh, your uh, secret exit. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I know I'm sorry. We're probably gonna be starting at six fifteen for the next few weeks. That's probably when it's going to be, um, and everything of that nature. But we are going to, you know. <laughs> It's like we'll be there to pick up his cupcakes and then leave. Yeah, he could share those. Let me tell you something. I'd stay longer if he brought those. Let me tell you that much. But thank you to the fans for listening to the show. Remember, you could listen to us and all the other great programming like Game On, of course, the uh, Sports Lab Mount, Wise Guys, the uh, Betting Show, the Buffalo Bill Show, you know, everything of that nature. And of course, don't forget to check. Uh, also, the Weekend Crunch with Speedy and Arrow. They do a great job on 103.9 on WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And, of course, WWSRN app, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. We're on those platforms. Speedy, have a wonderful weekend, sir. To all the mothers out there, a happy Mother's Day yes. to you as well. Uh, big shout out to my wife, Melissa, who this will be her second Mother's Day. Uh, this year, so she's looking forward to that. To my mom, of course, as well, and to my mother-in-law for all the amazing work they do. My mother-in-law was watching my son every day, and to, my, of course, my mom, who has helped raise me, make me the person that I am. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. Go Knicks! Hopefully they win tonight. I don't see it, but that's me being negative, because that's how I normally am. Have a good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Speedy, any last things? Yes, I want to thank you for all your kind words for both the beginning of when I came in and the, and the buzzer beater as well. Ah, you don't have to, dude. You I appreciate it, though. No, dude, I really you, appreciate it. You, you deserve it, everything, all the hard work. And I appreciate what you do, man, for helping me with my show and everything like that, dude. Just know that. Love you and appreciate you for everything, dude. Right back at you from there to there for sure. Yeah, so go Knicks tonight. Hopefully they win. We shall see. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a happy Mother's Day. We'll talk to you next Friday right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.